this thing. Uh, Jesus H. Are these Cubs going to win? Are they? Are these Cubs going to win? I don't know. They're, they're, they just got to. I, I, are they going to win? <laughs> is, is Cleveland going to lose game seven at home? Is that what's going to happen? That's what it looks like. Looks like they're going <laughs> to. Uh, uh, <laughs> my guy said, "When when the baby is uh, when the baby is born, uh, this show is going to be an hour." Listen, when we start, listen, guys, when we start later, it's not like we end at nine. Stop already. It's seven. It's seven twenty-five. It's not like we do, we're done at nine. We get done at the, we go to nine twenty five, nine thirty. Stop it! Stop being crybabies. I will go back to the question: Is Cleveland going to lose at home? I haven't been watching the um, the World Series. I, I, like I said yesterday, I haven't uh, paid attention to baseball since the Yankees started to suck. So. I'm a little, uh, I'm a little behind. I don't know who the, the top guys are. I, I, I don't know any of that. But this is the third day in a row that we have started the program talking about sports, like we're Colin Coward or something like that. But we'll uh, keep everybody updated if you're listening. Listen to the show, okay? If you just listen to the show and you don't want to watch. Uh, the Cleveland and the Cubs play. I'll give you the four one one if Cleveland starts to make a comeback, you know, if there's like man on first and second, nobody out. Something like that. Rob's a great Rob's a great show. Oh God, there's so many things to talk about. There's so many things to talk about and so many things to analyze. The difference. Uh, I'm 43. This is definitely the craziest uh, election uh, that I've ever that I've ever seen. Now again, I'm still young. I'm not, uh, you know, my dad. I'm not 80. I'm not my dad's age, where he's seen a lot more. But man. Man, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. But let's we'll break that down. I want to give a little update. Anthony Weiner has checked himself into sex rehab. I thought he did this already. I thought he did this already. Remember the last time he got busted? Not this last time. Not the chomo. Not him trying to hook up with children. But the time before this, the whole uh, the incident when he ran for mayor, thought he checked himself in uh, for uh, for sex addiction. That because that's the new thing, sex addiction. It's funny. I was telling uh, I was telling my girl, live in a society where liberals have created outs for everything. You don't have to take. Responsibility for anything you do. 
I mean, if you're into that, it's great to be in this uh, <laughs> in this country now and, and, and being run by liberals. If, if you're fat, it's, you know, hey, forget losing weight, forget getting healthy. And if somebody mentions to you, hey, you could die, it's fat shaming. If you lose in a race, if you're not good, it's all right. You still get a trophy. You still get a ribbon. You still get told you're a winner. And when you cheat on your wife or you cheat on your girlfriend or your girlfriend cheats on your husband or whatever, you're addicted to sex. No different than being an alcoholic. And if you're an alcoholic, you can't be blamed if you beat your kids because you didn't know what you were doing. You're an alcoholic. You're an alcoholic. It's all good. It's all good. Remember the whole Ozzy Osbourne, Sharon Osbourne? uh, What happened? Ozzy's addicted to sex. Hey. Hey, it's addicted. It's a great out. (laughs) It's a great out. I'm addicted to sex. I'm addicted to food. I'm addicted to losing. I'm addicted to... I'm addicted to dick. I mean, not me. (laughs) Not me. Maybe Evan McMullen, but not me. (laughs) Uh, But Anthony Weiner is in rehab. It's funny. Right in the middle of this investigation, smack dab in the middle of this investigation that could possibly uh, put Huma in jail... Uh, I mean, remember, guys, she, she gave testimony to FBI agents. <laughs> she, you know, do, do, you, do, you, do you have any emails? Do you have any information on any other devices? No. I don't. I mean, they asked her that. They asked her. So if she said no... That means she lied to federal authorities. Prison time. Now, if she... If she didn't say that... She didn't say that... Then the question is, why would Anthony Weiner download 650,000 emails... Onto his desktop. Because I heard the cover story was transferring phone numbers. Listen, I've done transfers with my iPhone. Okay? I've done things with the iPhone that take X amount of time. I could only imagine transferring 650,000 emails. I mean, at some point you go, what the hell took so long? What is taking so long? Why is my phone not, not finished? I only got a couple hundred phone numbers. What, what am I downloading? What the hell did I do? How the hell is my laptop used up X amount of gigs? I, I mean, come on, guys. Come on. Come on. 
Nobody knew. Get, get out of here. So where's Anthony Weiner? Where, where did he go? He went somewhere where nobody can ask him, excuse me, did Huma know all these emails were on this computer? I don't know. Well, did you know these emails are on the computer? I don't know. Okay, let's try this. I mean, come on, man. (laughs) Come on. So the Daily Mail says, Anthony Weiner checked into a rehab facility for treatment of sex addiction. Out of control. Out of control. Listen, when you lose your seat in Congress because you're sexting, you're out of control. When you lose a bid to become mayor of New York City because of sexting, you're out of control. When you're taking pictures of your penis while your one-year-old child's face is right near it, now you're I mean, come on, you're out of you're you're now a a a, a pedophile. You're you're a, a disgusting, wretched human being. You're texting children while children are next to your penis. Come on, man. And isn't it amazing that the media stays away from this? Isn't that amazing? Nobody reported on this. The Daily Mail. UK's Daily Mail. They reported on it. Not CNN. Not MSNBC. Not ABC. Not CBS. Not NBC. That's why I'm still not convinced with all of these polls and and, and the surge from Trump. And I'm still not I, I'm just still, I, I can't fathom, I can't fathom the establishment will let, I, I can't fathom it. I, I don't, I, I can't fathom it. I, I, I'm telling you, I, 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 I don't, I, now tomorrow's Thursday. I said, uh, we'll, we'll get to that. I don't want to get too off wiener. <laughs> I don't want to get too far away from talking wiener. The rehab center where wiener is being treated separates men and women, and its program includes counseling for those addicted to cyber sex, as well as additions to anonymous sex and porn. Electronic devices are banned at the facility. Wiener's world finally came tumbling down on September 21st with the dramatic revelation by the Daily Mail of his months and months of sexting a 15-year-old high school girl. He told her he was hard and that he would bust that tight. Remember, CNN never reported on this. 
like we talked about the other day. This big of a story, the fact that Anthony Weiner is in the middle of something that can derail the coronation of Hillary Clinton. And no media was camped out in front of his house. No media was following his every movement. No media in the United States was tracking Anthony Weiner's checking into rehab. We knew more information about Lamar Odom. Remember when Lamar Odom OD'd? We knew more information about Lamar Odom. And all that was to derail was the Kardashian clan. They, they, the cameras were at the hospital. The cameras followed the people to the hospital. They ca- we knew more information about Odom. We knew more information and got daily, hell, hourly updates about Kim's armed robbery. He checks into rehab. We don't talk about that. How do you not talk? How, do you, how, how does CNN? And remember, that's all Don Lemon and Anderson Cooper do on their shows. That's all they do. It's, it's all about sex. Even Megyn Kelly. It's all about sex. Breaking news today, Donald Trump grabbed a woman's pussy 43 years ago. Breaking news, Don Jr. was on Opie and Andy's show 13 years ago and made fun of fat girls. Breaking news... Melania Trump worked as a call girl when she was living in the Czech Republic in our panel today. We all, but Anthony Weiner, Anthony Weiner could possibly be bringing down the coronation of Hillary Clinton. And it's the Daily Mail that is giving us the information. They're the ones that broke the story. About Wiener texting the 15-year-old. It's amazing. It's just amazing. And in this Daily Mail report, it says, Hillary Clinton's staffers knew as early as 2011 that Anthony Wiener had been messaging an underage girl, but they did nothing about it. According to WikiLeaks emails published Monday, John Podesta, now chair of the Clinton presidential campaign, and Nira Tandon. Remember, that's the girl that was like, how does anybody let her have this server? Are you guys insane? Like, there's actually people that are outside of that Clinton bubble that kind of just came on. Where it's like, hey, so-and-so, so-and-so, hey, I know that. You want to work the Hillary Clinton camp? Sure. 
They don't have relationships going back to the 90s. They don't, they, they don't have anything going on with you. So they actually see stuff that amazes them. They see the corruption. They, they see the, just the, the insanity. And they go, what the F is this? So this Nira Tandon, <laughs> she, she was one of them. So it says, uh, uh, Nira Tandon forwarded news of an investigation into Wiener's online contact with a 17-year-old Delaware high school student by Jennifer uh, Palminari, the current campaign communication director. At the time, he was married to Huma. The email detailed the lurid claims of private messages to the underage girl being investigated by the police and was met with the response, Oof, by John Podesta. Oof. Is that an oof? Is that an oof? <laughs> is, is, seriously, is that an oof? Hey, uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, oh, God. Huma Abedin knows where every body is buried. The, these WikiLeaks has exposed anybody that has wanted contact with Hillary. Anybody that wants her for a meeting, that wants her for a speech, whatever. They have to go through Huma. Everything goes through Huma. I would think getting a report that closest advisor, anonymous sources, hey, it works for the Daily Beast, anonymous sources say Huma is not just her closest advisor, but that Huma is Hillary's girlfriend. That's anonymous sources. Hey, got to protect those sources. Okay, can't come out and be anonymous sources. So who was close? So you would think somebody in that position whose husband is communicating with a 17-year-old kid about sex would get a little bigger of a response than, ooh. <laughs> Oh, man. (laughs) This is just insane. The wiener's in rehab, okay? Wiener's in rehab. Now, this is planned, all right? This is planned. This is so wiener is not communicating with the FBI. Just saying. Just saying. This is so Wiener doesn't get interviewed. This is so Wiener stays off the radar. Because Huma's been gone. Huma hasn't been around. The Hoomster's been MIA. (laughs) Oh, man. I get... Just amazing. How do any of these people? Again, 
whenever, uh, and I'm not the only person that brings this up, but how the hell, if Hillary Clinton wins, let's just say by the grace of baby Jesus himself, she wins. How does she govern? And how does any of these people that are part of her circle go with her? Let's just say she wins. How the hell does Huma get any job in that administration? She can't get any job where she has to go through any hearing. I mean, how does Huma get how does Huma get any job? How do any of them get jobs? Everybody that's part of her inner circle that are associated with any of these WikiLeak drops, how how do they have any credibility working in the White House? I, I don't I just I, I just don't see it. And I know the liberals, I know the media scoffs when they hear people like me go, She's gonna be an invest under investigation for the next four years. <laughs> when Obama does his little rally today and he goes, They're already talking about impeaching her. She's not even the president. <laughs> They're already can you believe it? Well, yeah. 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 This isn't some chemtrail conspiracy. There is so much there there. It's just a ton of stuff. If you think having a president that's crude and vulgar... If you think that is something we can't afford as a nation, what do you call having a president that before she even becomes president, there's two separate investigations that are going on? Two separate high-level investigations one into her um, foundation, her family foundation, and another uh, into emails and servers and all the people that are associated with her. I, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's real. It's legit. This isn't some, uh, some, some chemtrail thing. So there's the... Breaking, well, I don't know if it's breaking. It's breaking for us. It's um, Anthony Weiner going into um, sex rehab, just like uh, everybody else that uh, that uh, cheats. The liberals created that. If you're cheating, it's all right because you're an addict. You're addicted to sex. Should have known that years ago. <laughs> known that. 
Oh, all right, let's take a quick, not a, it's, we got a, a quick break, okay? It's very quick. It's like so quick that if you blink your eyes uh, and cover your ears, you'll miss it. This is uh, the Rob Zakari Show. Don't forget, you can listen to us on Spreaker. You can listen to us on uh, Blog Talk. You can listen to us on uh, iTunes, just all those places. So go there. Here's a, a hit from the past. Bill Clinton talking about Monica Lewinsky. Rob Zakari. But I want to say one thing to the American people. I want you to listen to me. I'm going to say this again. I did not have sexual relations with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. I never told anybody to lie, not a single time, never. These allegations are false, and I need to go back to work for the American people. Thank you. Those... <laughs> I love when he does that. Remember when he waved his finger? I never had sex with that girl. I never had sex with that girl. Monica Lewinsky. All right, so the polls. Real quick, let's. Well, actually, you know what? I was getting emailed yesterday uh, because we talked about alternate uh, theories as far as this um, email scandal and the fact that Comey uh, did what he did. Now, yesterday... We talked about an alternative to our theory that was Monday. And our theory that was Monday, our theory that was Monday, was that Wiener got busted for being a pedo and gave up Clinton and his wife, A, so he wasn't tossing salad in Rikers Island for 10 years, and B, because he was cut loose by Huma, somebody that married them, uh, you know, introduced them, did, basically did an arranged marriage. If you want to be technical or untechnical. So our theory was Wiener was getting investigated. And he said, all right, I'm going to give you guys something so I don't have to be a prison bitch. Now, that's what we talked about Monday. Now, yesterday, we came up with a different theory. And that theory... didn't have Wiener being a Henry Hill. It was basically the perfect storm, which was Huma 
kid documents. On the only place she knew she could get away with, and that being somebody outside of that bubble, outside of the Cheryl Mills bubble or the Robbie Mook bubble or the Podesta bubble, Palmieri bubble, somebody that would never get looked at, somebody that everybody... can legitimately say, no, we don't, you know, emails are nowhere else. Only the people at work here. Well, emails on Wiener's laptop makes everybody clean. He's not part of the circle. He doesn't work there. And I equated that to somebody putting a girlfriend or a boyfriend in their phone, the number, under somebody else. And we've seen it done. A husband, a girlfriend, Tina, puts her name, his phone, at the And so the second theory was, we Get snarled in a pale ring. B.I. goes to his email. They're looking at all this Pato stuff. And all of a sudden they stumble on emails. Remember, these emails were in folders. The folders were labeled something different. Didn't say email archive XYZ, email archive EFA. Email were labeled something incredibly innocuous as to not have somebody go. Oh, are these emails? Again, when trying to hide from the computer, and you create a folder that says rainbows, backgrounds for sets, just, again, something innocuous, and when you click on it, the anal sex videos. <laughs> So your wife doesn't see your porn collection. So while they're looking for Pato stuff, they stumble on the emails. And they're like, what are these? Oh, okay. Wow. This is not people talking about yoga or Kegels. This looks like they go, just take a look. This is what we got. Because remember, guys, and I'll, and I'll say this again, and nobody's stressing this. And, of course, CNN doesn't stress it. MSNBC doesn't it. None of the late-night talk shows, the Oliver 
John Olivers or the Bill Mars or the liberal rags, but in order for them to get a why uh, uh, a a a uh, uh, search warrant, I was gonna say a wiretap. In order for them to get a search warrant, they had to prove probable cause. You can't get a search warrant for somebody that is not part of an inner circle. That's again that that that's part of that theory that we have because it's hard to go after somebody that's not part of something to get information and tie some type of criminal activity into them. For them to get a judge to say, yeah, you can go through A, B, C, and D on this person's computer that has nothing to do with these people over here, they had to show something. They couldn't say, oh, we have some emails. Well, what are on those emails? How do you know those? Because what, what the judge would have said was, how do you know those emails don't consist of Kegel's and yoga. How do you know they can... This whole notion of, you know, they don't even know what's on those emails. You know, when the liberals are saying that they don't even know what's on these emails. They could be duplicate. No. Can't get a warrant on the if. Stupid. You can't get a warrant based on we think. Well, why do you think that? A hunch. There's no hunches in warrants. There's no hunches in warrants. I mean, I don't want to, you know, quote CSI stuff or other crime shows, but we've seen episodes of Probable Cause. We've seen episodes where they're talking about getting warrants and and what they need to get a warrant and trying to get pieces of information or or evidence to go further, Uh, you know. So that was our alternate theory number two. Now, here's my alternate theory number three. Now, you you guys got to bear with me, okay? It's still 6-3 in the Cleveland-Chicago game. Not much is going on. Okay? Not much is going on. Bottom of the eighth inning. Cleveland looks like they're, they're done. That's all I'm saying. There's no, there's, no Yank, there's no 90s Yankee magic with the Indians. Okay? There, there is no Tom Berenger. There is no Joe Boo. Okay, there is no Joe Boo right now. So I'm just telling you guys that you don't have to tune in to the Indians and Cubs. Cleveland, if you're a fan, is letting you down. There's no Sorrento. There's no Joe Boo. No wild thing. 
There, it's not. It's sorry, sorry, guys. If you can't, if you can't help me hit the curveball, ball, I do it myself. F you, Joe Boo. <laughs> F you, Joe Boo. There is that. Sorry, guys. All right, so you got to bear with me here. You're gonna have to bear. You're gonna have to to bear with me on this. I'm gonna take you down this this path. <laughs> uh, yeah, nigga, he just struck out. He just struck. What is this guy? Uh, well, I don't even. That's why I'm I'm so out of the loop on uh, on on baseball. Who's just struck? Look at that. He any get any strikes out with a walk with a walk. You know, watching it. Rappy is his name. I think Rappy, Rappy. Isn't this something if the Cubs win? That's the, isn't that the Ricketts family? Isn't this the Ricketts family? Aren't these the ones that were the never Trumpers, the anti-Trumpers? Like they were like hardcore anti-Trumpers where they were dumping money in the super PACs going after, uh, Going after Trump, and then once he won the nomination, cooler heads prevailed. And then they started donating to the Trump campaign. I think it's the, I think it's the Cubs. I think they're the, the Rickett family uh, crew. No! There's a single. There's a single, guys. That you're giving updates. <laughs> oh, okay. Here's my, here's my alternate theory. As I'm, I feel, I feel like I'm, I, I feel like we're, uh, we're, we're like Bob Euchre. Wow. I must be in the front row. Just the Cubs manager with those goofy glasses. He looks like an old Chris Hayes. What's going on here? Who are they bringing in? Okay. They're benching uh, somebody. They're benching somebody and bringing in. Uh, uh, <laughs> All right. I'm, I, I was told that the theory is the 1.7 million with the Iran is blackmail. Billion. I know. My, I messed up. All right. Here we go. I'm, I'm on baseball. All right, here's my alternate theory. Now, bear with me. It's like something out of a movie, okay? And you've seen this movie before. And don't think I'm too crazy because this whole election has been like a movie. It really has. This whole cycle has been just one long movie. Hell, even life this past year and a half has been like one long wild movie but here it is as we're finding through these WikiLeaks emails as we're finding that Hillary Clinton had a mole in the DOJ now remember yesterday we talked about this it was the last segment that we did, okay? It was the last bit 
that we did. This Peter Katnick. Lifelong Podesta uh, friend. They, I guess, went to school together. Had sword fights with each other. The whole thing. Katnick uh, wound up becoming a got jammed up with the whole Monica Lewinsky situation uh, back during the Clinton White House days to the point where Podesta, in an email, said Katzik was a good lawyer. Matter of fact, he kept him out of jail for a job. Now, this Katzik is basically second in command to DOJ. You have Loretta Lynch. Then under her, you have Peter Katzik. And then you have a deputy, A.G. Sally Q. Yates. Now, every single one of them are from the Clinton era. When Bill was president. Loretta Lynch is where she is because of Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton appointed her to the federal ranks. And remember, it was Loretta Lynch and Bill Clinton who had the 30-plus minute the tarmac before the final verdict came down about Hillary Clinton's emails. And remember, ultimately, it's the Attorney General that is supposed to be in charge of all of these things. Not necessarily the FBI. So you got to look at the history at the Department of Justice. And none of us knew about Peter Katzik until the WikiLeaks drops. None of us knew about this Peter Katzik before the WikiLeaks dropped. Now, we talked about this yesterday. And today, as more drops hit, we found out more people in the Justice Department were part of the Clinton universe. More people were part of the Clinton crime family. They had somebody that was hitting up Podesta, and telling him, along with other people that were in the Clinton campaign, when hearings and other inquiries would be happening. So besides Katzik, they had somebody else that was 
calling them up, emailing them, saying, hey, just want to give you a heads up. There's a hearing coming up. They're talking about this, talking about that, just so you know. So it wasn't just Katzik. They had somebody else. It wasn't just Loretta Lynch. They had somebody else. It's like that movie Departed. It really is. It's like that movie Departed. Where you got Matt Damon. Besides. You got Matt Damon. Working for the character. That's modeled after Whitey Bulger. Hell. Forget the departed. Look at the Whitey Bulger story. You actually had an FBI, FBI worker, an agent, an official, working with Whitey Bulger. You had a congressman, if I recall. Whitey Bulger's brother was a, was a congressman or a state legislature. Working both sides. So now, you have people in the DOJ that are part of the Clinton world. And they're working to squash any investigations, prosecutions, or anything like that involving the Clintons. The majority of the DOJ jobs are all partisan appointments. They're they're all partisan hires. That's what they are. And if you look at the people and their background, their affiliations. Holy Jesus Christ. Holy Jesus Christ. The Indians just... Holy Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. They just tied the game up with a two-run home run. (laughs) Holy Jesus Christ. I can't believe this. No. Oh, my God. Holy Jesus Christ. Davis with a two-run home run. He just jacked one. Oh, my God. Holy Jesus Christ. Unbelievable. Holy schmoly. Unbelievable. While we were doing our 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 bit, Cleveland had scored a run. I, I didn't talk about it because you still got two outs and I'm not gonna interrupt our flow. I'm not gonna interrupt. I know I must have been Joe Joe Boo was there tonight. <laughs> 
and they just hit another single. Joe Boo is there tonight. I take it back. Davis, he must have walked out of the box and said, you help me, Joe Boo. Joe Boo, I need you, Joe Boo. Wow. <laughs> so before we, when we were doing our bit, Cleveland had um, scored a run, but you had two outs. I'm not going to interrupt Joe because of uh, – a, a base hit with two outs. They got um, a hit after this uh, two home. I'm 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 shocked. <laughs> I'm shocked. I'm shocked. <laughs> Hell, Cubs are looking like Hillary supporters now. <laughs> They're shot. They exactly. They're like, what? What's going on? I want to see Bill Murray cry. That's what I want to see right now. I want to see Bill Murray cry and Eddie Vedder, that little scumbag. <laughs> Look at LeBron James. <laughs> Look at him. LeBron James is crazy. Hey, he's nuts. Oh my god. <laughs> Jesus Christ, LeBron. LeBron's like, yeah. <laughs> holy smack roll. All right, we got one out. We got or two outs, men on first. <laughs> oh, that bet that better be what it looks like come uh, a Tuesday night when when hack when hack tapper has to make the call. We, we we are we are ready to call it right now. We are ready to call it with the twenty some whatever the electoral votes of Florida. We are now able to project the winner of Florida and making him the president of the United States. Donald J. Trump has. Just won Florida and become the president of. <laughs> oh, what's it? That's a look. <laughs> They're showing this Cubs fan looking like the Hillary supporters. They're looking like the Hillary supporters. Now this the guy with Cle he's got a jack one right here that will put the nail in the coffin. Ah, you jerk off. You check swing for a strike. <sighs> Gomes is up right now, you guys. Gomes is 0-3. Come on, Gomes. You little prick. Go. The Cubs manager looks like he's... <laughs> he looks like he's going to have a heart attack. Come on, Gomes. Nah, you suck. Gomes, he just swung at the dirt. What's wrong with this guy? Come on, Gomes. <laughs> Let's go, Gomes. Come on. Here we go. Let's go, Gomes. Two and two. Man on first. Gomes is watching. Chapman, let's go. Cubs fans are freaking. Here's the pitch. Mm, throwing on a second. Oh, 
Oh, oh. Stole second base. I did a little premature. Oh, because the ball got away from the second baseman. It went in center field. We have the go-ahead run on second base now. We have the go-ahead run on second base. We have a full count right now with Gomes. We have a full count with Gomes. And they are showing uh, Cubs fans in a bar that look like somebody killed. It looks like they killed their mom. But guess what? Gomes struck out. Gomes struck out. Gomes struck out. All right. Now let's get back to our... our Gomes struck out. Uh, the man was going because it was three and two. Ball got away. It didn't matter. Gomes struck out. We're going to the top of the ninth. We have a commercial for unlimited data, straight talk. What's the phone? Galaxy 7S. It might blow up in your pants. Don't let's get back to where we were. The third theory. So now the DOJ it is just consumed with Clinton people. I mean, it just consumed. With Clinton people. And they've been fighting. And this isn't the theory part. This is what we know. They've been working against the FBI. So so we know this. They've been working against the FBI. And when you have DOJ people calling up the Clinton people. Giving them a heads up. On when things are coming down the pipeline. That's departed. That's Matt Damon stuff. Okay. All right, that that that's Matt name. That's calling up saying that uh, the 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 Chinese are, are going to be selling uh, uh, micro. That's what that is. Now you've got this battle, and I said this when Comey didn't bring charges against Hillary before. You have this battle. Because you have a lot of people in the FBI that want to stay on. And I even said, Comey doesn't want to retire. Comey doesn't want to go and get some private security gig somewhere. Comey still got many years left on his appointment. He's got many years left. And he wants to keep working. You had this battle between the DOJ and the FBI. You've got on the DOJ a lot of people that are Hillary Clinton supporters. Some people were loyal to Bill Clinton. Some people had donated thousands of dollars to Hillary. They are for the liberal progressive agenda. Now, here's what the theory is. And it's really right out of a movie. They had the goods. If you do something illegal, like killing and stealing, stuff like that. And you get investigated, and you get questioned, and you do the, I don't remember. I don't remember. I, that doesn't work. You go 
jail. I don't remember. I don't recall so many things. Hillary Clinton and Kuma, Cheryl Mills, so many things that were shady. Whether it was people given immunity, there's so many things that ultimately, ultimately point to criminal activity. But again, you have a battle going on between the DOJ and the FBI. When push can shove, whoever is involved with you is done. It's over. You will be names. We will ruin your life. We will ruin your friend's life. We will ruin your family's life. We'll do everything in our arsenal to make sure you have nothing. I mean, I remember when this happened, we equated it to being stationed in a field office in Anchorage, Alaska. Or wherever the hell it is in Alaska where it's dark for like six months out of the year. And reluctantly, Comey said, fine. Reluctantly, Comey said, fine. But it ate at him. It ate at him. And another fact that we know is that there were FBI agents who were upset. There was like a mutiny in the FBI offices over not going after Hillary, not putting together the information and basically forcing Lorelin and the DOJ to charge Hillary. Because if the FBI presents the evidence, it forces the DOJ, it forces Loretta Lynch. And with all leaks that come out of every agency, Loretta Lynch, the DOJ, the whole crew, had no choice but to go after their best friend. Go after the meal ticket. You don't think Loretta Lynch wants to stay on? You're delusional. Of course she wants to stay on. She 100% wants to stay on. So at the end of the day, while all this fighting was going on inside the FBI, you had a conflicted James Comey. Comey sitting there in his office, and you have not just field agents, you have 
some serious heavy hitters in the FBI. Like, you know, second command, third command. They're all sitting in that office. We got word that when our sex crime division was going through Wiener's computer, there was a lot of emails from the Clinton Foundation, Kuma, Hillary, a lot of stuff do. And Comey went, we're going to do what we should have done four months ago. And everybody in that room all of a sudden sat up and said, well, what, boss? And he said, we're going to do what we should have done months ago. We're going to reopen this case, and we're going to file charges. And you see some of the FBI agents look at each other with a smile. He might even have the, the, the one FBI agent that becomes the guy that claps in all the teen love movies, you know, where the big pivotal scene happens, and the one kid just starts clapping. Yeah! Oh, and then everybody starts clapping, and it's a whole big clap fest. And one of the other FBI agents goes, you know, boss, this is going to cost you career. You know, there's no coming back. And Comey went, I don't care. I got to do what's right. And the more clapping started. <laughs> it's like the ultimate... <laughs> the ultimate teen movie. And then Comey got up from his desk, walked down the hall, as agents started clapping. Other agents like, hey, what's that about? They go, James is going to do it. He doesn't care about Obama. He doesn't care about what they said at the DOJ. He doesn't care that he's going to be an FBI agent down in Anchorage, Alaska. With no son, he's going to do it. He's just going to do it. And then the letter was written. And that's where we are. They've always had the goods on Hillary Clinton. They've always had the information. From day one. They've had the information. They've known about Katzik. They've known about all the other leaks coming from different people at the DOJ. This wasn't a secret. They've known. But it was all about Comey. They had people closest to him keeping their jobs, keeping their careers. That's what it was about. That's what it was always about. And they got to do a do-over. Do-over. When they went to that 
Crime Task Force. And the Crime Task Force said, man, there's, there's more of those email, man. Comey was able to do a do-over. He put his ass on the line. And everybody in the office who wanted him to do this four months ago stood up and applauded. There's my alternate theory number three. Don't know if it's real. Don't know if it's legit. And guess what? My buddy who lives out in Santa Clarita, who listens to all the other shows, who has said the theory is next week, or I should say at the end of this week, Comey's going to come out and say, eh, we found nothing. It's all good. She's clear. And it was a way for everybody just to not talk about WikiLeaks and Podesta and so forth and so on. Who knows? I don't know. I think it's one of the three theories that I have floated. It's Rob Zakari. It's Rob Zakari Show. We're going to take a quick break. And we'll be right back. We love our cops. We love our cops. Bake the last gun. Yes. Bake the last gun. We love our cops.
We are back, ladies and gentlemen. It's Rob Scary. It's Rob Scary. Rob Scary. <laughs> Rob Scary. Don't forget, you can uh, follow us on Twitter. You can also follow us on uh, Facebook. It's uh, Rob Scary Show on Twitter and Rob Scary Show on Facebook. You can also listen to us on Spreaker Live. Uh, you can listen to us on Blog Talk Radio Live. And you can also um, listen to us on iTunes, not live. And you can listen to us on iHeartRadio live. <laughs> Those are all the ways you can listen to us. So go there. We uh, the hell time. We are back. It is the. Top of the ninth in a tie ball game, Cubs, Indians. Uh, it is 6-6. Yes, it is 6-6. Uh, man on uh, first, one out. Uh, Baez, B-A-E-Z, Baez. I guess that's how you say his name. Is up. Shaw is pitching. Yes, Shaw. Here's the pitch. Two and one. And, ooh. In one. What's wrong with these Indians? Uh, those of you who just joined us, uh, Indians tied it up with a two-run home run in the eighth inning. It was huge. Uh, and now you got one out, three and one, and oh, oh, Jesus. And now uh, you have I'll tell you, the Indians, they, 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 they battle back. Listen, the Indians, they battle back. They, they battle back to being down by three runs. Uh, you now uh, have a guy on first who steals second. And then uh, the, the, the catcher throws the ball like he's a little leaguer. It hits uh, Kippins in the shins. Bounces into the outfield. And that runner goes to third. So now you got a man on third. One out. What's wrong with these guys? Cleveland. Man, they get the power of Joe in the eighth inning. They tie it up. And now they're looking like garbage. Three and two. Baez. Man on third. And they just put Michael Martinez in right field. Got got you gotta get this they gotta get him here. You get, we need we need here's some we need some high heat. High heat on the hands. High heat on the hands. Strike him out, baby. Here we go. Here we go. Three and two. Here's the pitch. He's out. He goes for a bunt. It's a crappy bunt. You suck. You suck. You, what a loser. Wow. When you're a major leaguer, you get you get told to, to bunt. Oh, he had to put the ball in play. You suck. You suck with your little cheek guards. You don't, you 
fag. I'm sorry I used the word fag. I'm sorry, guys. I know that's not that's not politically correct. That's a homophobic slur. So it's a it's a it's a it's a gay slur. Dexter Fowler's up. Three for four. I'd walk Dexter. He's got a solo home run. He's three for I'd walk him. I'd put, I'd put Dexter on base and call it a day. That's my opinion. Let's see what happens. Let's see where we go. Dexter Fowler up. Man on third. One ball, no strikes. Here's the pitch. It's a wind up. Mm, inside. Inside. He got two balls, no strikes. Dexter Fowler. Here we go. Here's the pitch. They got him. Out. Dexter Fowler. Hits the shortstop. We're going to the bottom of the ninth inning, ladies and gentlemen. Bottom of the ninth inning. Cheap Wahoo. Cheap Wahoo is in the house. I'll tell you, I thought for sure. I for sure. They were going. All right, here we go. <laughs> I guys, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're just throwing uh we're doing a little baseball. We're okay, we're back to politics. All right, here we go. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, you know what I want to talk about? Let's I I mean there's a lot of things to talk about, but here's what I want to talk about. Uh, gardening. All right, let's talk about gardening. Uh, this election cycle has really brought out the crybabies in the media. And what I mean by that is The media, CNN, whether it's MSNBC, whether it's CBS, the rather it's the Times media has gotten away with what we call keyboard warrioring for years, and I've explained this. Week after week, month after month. The majority, if not all, of these so-called journalists are really, really social outcasts growing up. They weren't popular. They didn't have an active social life. A lot of times they were and I hate to use the word because it's such a liberal word, bullied. They collected comic books. They had imaginary friends. And a lot of them picked their nose in class and ate their boogers. And somebody just threw in, they were the tattletales. Exactly. 
I mean, they they really were losers. Okay, they they were the quintessential losers. But being quote unquote a journalist gave them power. Being able to write article praising somebody or taking a big dump on somebody gave them power. Because if they took a big dump on somebody, it was like payback for them. It was like payback. That person that they just took a dump on represented everybody that's ever been mean to them throughout their life. And maybe that person would then call them up or email them and say, hey, why did you take a dump on me? Can't we just be friends? Go about somebody. That person will call them, thank them, tell them what a great job they did. And depending on what they do, offer them tickets, dinners, whatever. Whatever. And I brought up the example of my past life. I brought up my example of when I used to be in the film industry, so to speak. And we had a magazine that was like the Bible of our industry. And you had reviewers for movies and uh, different people like that that would do uh, articles about up-and-coming directors. And they were all losers. They, they, they were all Losers. They, they, no social life. They they were outcasts. I brought up uh, one of the people called Ken. Ken Michaels. He had to weigh 550 pounds. One of those guys that have those those skin tags all over their neck, like the, like they're like little moles and I mean just just you know that fat guy all right you know that disgusting nasty fat guy that you've seen at Starbucks who's been in front of you and you just stare at the back of his neck and all the skin tags there weird things on dude's body maybe he's got a tank towel who knows just disgusting that's what this guy was but you had to be nice to him you would take him out to dinner hell some people would provide him 
with companionship. Because he could do an article about you. He could give your movie a good review. He could get you on the cover of the magazine. Well, rather it's politics, rather it's the Rolling Stone, rather it's uh, uh, E! Entertainment, People Magazine. It's all the same thing. And all these writers, all these journalists are the same. And as it pertains to politics, the unwritten rule has been you are treated like God. I mean, look at all those politicians that are all the uh, uh, reporters that got invited to John Podesta's house. Look at all the reporters that got invited to John Podesta's house for the luncheon. If you're a reporter and your gig is politics, well, what's the number one goal? Working at the White House, covering the White House, having access to the president, having access to Secretary of State, having access to whoever. Because if you get an interview, the interview is then circulated to different media outlets, different uh, internet outlets, you can become a star. You can become somebody that makes six, seven figures a year. Unwritten rule is you are treated like God. Well, Trump comes along. And if you write an article that's crappy, he calls you out. If you say something in an interview that he doesn't like, He calls you out. A great video that's going around that nobody, of course, talks about because it's putting one of their own on the spot is Stephanopoulos asking Trump if he has regrets. And Trump said, well, yeah, sure. We, I have some regrets. We all have regrets. Don't you have regrets? Contributing to the Clinton Foundation? I mean, it was a classic line. Nobody's done that to these people before. These people have never had any pushback. Ever. Because there's not supposed to be pushback. Because they're supposed to be treated like gold. Somehow the word free press means you have to treat 
anybody that's asking you a question or that's part of the press like they are Jesus and they just walked on water to come on over and hang with you. And with Trump disrupting all of their lives and making people question the integrity of these so-called golden children is freaking them out. Because they were sold a bill of goods, which is, you're a journalist, and if you go to college, doesn't matter what crap school you go to, as long as you have a journalism degree, as long as you have a journalism degree, you can get a job as a reporter And you will be treated like gold. You'll be treated like gold. So that's why you see Wolf Blitzer and all the other talking bobbleheads, hack tapper, having these debates. Rather, it's Kellyanne Conway or other Trump surrogates about the press feeling threatened. The press feeling like they are under assault. Because Trump eggs them on to hate the journalists. Now, have you seen the video of Andrea Mitchell getting questions from Robbie Mook on his cell phone? Robbie Mook gives Andrea Mitchell questions. You see him show her his cell phone, and then she asks Hillary Clinton a question. After that happens, you see Robbie Mook signaling to a reporter off camera, and he points at his cell phone as to say, look at your cell phone. These aren't wild conspiracy things. This is legit. There's leaked wiki emails where Andrea Mitchell is talking with Colin Powell. Where she's talking about how horrible the Republicans are. And she's supposed to be part of this impartial media. You have Gloria Borger. We talked about her yesterday. 
Jeffrey Borger telling John Podesta, you're a TV star. You're a TV star. I'm in GOP hell. She's one of these reporters. Mitchell. Borger. Tapper. Being involved in the Clinton Foundation. Speaking. On a panel. Wolf Blitzer and Dana Bash. Drinking champagne and dancing. When Hillary Clinton accepted the nomination from the Democrats. This is all out there. And rather it's Trump. WikiLeaks. Or whoever the Trump campaign had been pointing it out. So when Wolf Blitzer goes, why is Donald Trump? Well, wait a minute, Wolf. Because you guys are scumbags. You guys are sleazy scumbags. You're not impartial reporters. You have picked sides, and you are working on a side and trying to get your side to win. And in that case, you're not this impartial reporter. When you're Jorge Ramos and your daughter works for Hillary Clinton, You are not an impartial reporter. So in turn, this concept of free speech and, oh my God, Donald Trump is trying to prohibit reporters from doing their jobs. No, you're not reporters. You're not reporters. You are somebody that's writing an article on behalf of one side. You're you're an extension of one side. You're an extension of the Democrat Party. So this notion... That you are part of this beacon of freedom and, 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 and uh, you know, tradition of the press that dates back to our forefathers is ludicrous. It's ludicrous. You are no different than a mole. Who works in the. Justice Department, who works in a police department. You are playing for a side. And in turn, your reporting, your journalism, who you are, is for one side. 
So when CNN runs a story by one of the biggest hacks in the liberal universe named Dylan Byers, And it says, Donald Trump once again singles out NBC News journalist Katie Turr by name during a rally on Wednesday, reigniting concerns about reporters' safety at Trump rallies. Now, Katie Turr, just a little background, is the prime example of that loser in high school that no one liked, everybody made fun of, and ultimately does what she does to try to get acceptance and love. First off, her dad was one of the very first high-profile cross-dressers, okay? His name was Bob Turr. And then one day he decided he wanted to get his ding-dong cut off. Or maybe he hasn't even gotten it cut off. He just likes to wear women's clothing. So right out of the gate, you have one of your parents being weirdos. We've all been there. My dad went to jail when I was a youngster. So I had kids going, your dad's in jail. Your dad's a criminal. Your dad's a girl. Your dad's got boobs. So there you go. Number two, Katie Turr dated Keith Oberman. Yes, the biggest I mean, you can't get you can't get a bigger liberal douchebag. I mean, he is who Chris Hayes will be. Well, it's a mix because Chris Hayes eventually will become Lawrence O'Donnell, an old douchebag, an old liberal dude. Keith Oberman, enough said. Katie Turr dated Keith Oberman when Keith Oberman was a big shot at MSNBC. When Keith Oberman had the Rachel Maddow slot before MSNBC went, hey, uh, we should have a liberal lesbian. We, 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 you know, we, that's what we should do here. You got the, you got the Al Sharpton. You got Melissa Paris. Got a black woman. Got a black guy. Got a white lesbian woman. You know, I, I, the the whole diversity thing. But Oberman was. And Katie Purr was just a drool. She was a local half-ass reporter until until she started swinging from Keith Oberman's junk. 
And once that happened, she started to rise ranks of MSNBC. So as you see, the self-esteem, the person she is, who she is, the mind, the soul, it's all garbage. She couldn't get anywhere successful on her own. So she had to swing from the junk of an old, big mouth, loser of a man named Keith Oberman. And once she got where she had to go, and they got rid of Oberman to bring in Maddow, Tur told Oberman to take a hike. So that's Katie Tur. And if you ever go through her Twitter feed, she is a partisan liberal hack. And they send her to cover Trump's campaign. So MSNBC liberal Hack Network has one of their liberal hack reporters covering the Trump campaign. She's not a independent journalist, a no-nonsense journal. What are you talking about? She's a liberal hack who got where she got because she was swinging on Oberman's junk. She retweets, she writes, she, she, she despises Trump, she despises the GOP, and she wears her partisanship on her sleeve. She's the one that loves to say, oh, well, there's not too many people at this Trump rally when there's thousands. She's a partisan, plain and simple. She's a reporter working for an independent newspaper. She's not, she's, not, she's not a reporter working for public radio. Because we're not left, we're not right. We just want to say what is going on here. Oh, let's see, Fire Marshal, how many people? Okay, so there's 6,000. Watch Kate her and her reporting. Watch what she writes. She interjects her own opinion, her own on things that are happening. That's not what a reporter is supposed to do. She's not supposed to be putting her opinion into what she's reporting what she's supposed to do. And once she did that, 
bets are off in the sense of journalism and, you know, here's your credentials, okay, you get to do this and you get to have, you know, a spot. Once Once you're a partisan hack, you need to be treated like the enemy. No different than what Democrats do to Sean Hannity. No different than what Democrats do to Jesse Waters. The same thing. Hell, in those weak, in those leak Podesta emails, there's an exchange where I think it's Paul Mary and Podesta or whoever it is are talking about revoking the credentials of, I think, a Daily Mail reporter. They didn't like this reporter. They didn't like what he was reporting. They didn't like the fact that they couldn't control him because they could control Andrea Mitchell. They could control... Dana Bash, Gloria Borger, Anderson Cooper, Katie Turr. So Trump talked about the size of the rally. And he said the media doesn't want to report the size. They're dishonest. They never want to show the size of the, 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 the rallies. He said there's something happening. They're not reporting it. Katie, you're not reporting it. Katie, there's something happening. Katie, there's something happening. And Trump has done that to Katie Turr before. He calls her little Katie, little Katie Turr. Called her a third-rate journalist many months ago. And then when she was badgering him on questions, he said, be quiet. She's not a reporter. She's not a reporter. She's a partisan hack. She's playing for the other team. She's playing for the other team. And when you're playing for the other team, when you're an enemy, you don't have to treat the enemy. You don't have to treat the other team the same way you would either someone from your own team or someone goes, I don't know anything about either team. I I just need to ask you about the home run you hit. How How did you deal? Uh-huh, 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 okay. Um, there was people in the stands that were booing. How does that make you feel? Uh-huh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. And then they leave. And then they do a report. I was at the Cubs Indians game, and uh, so-and-so hit a home run. I asked him how he felt about the home run. He said, 
blah, 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 blah. And then I talked to some people that weren't happy about that. And they said, blah, 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 blah. And that's it, reporting. And I'm Veronica Mars. That's not what Katie Turr does. So in turn, why should Katie Turr be treated like she's some impartial and fair journalist? She's not. She's a hack. Get in the back of the line. You don't get to have free donuts. You don't get to have free coffee. And if I don't like your question, I'll tell you to shut up. Because you're a hack for NBC. You're a hack for the same group that had a debate moderator, John Harwood, bragging to John Podesta that you busted my stones at a debate. F you, Katie Turr. F you. You're a hack. You're not a journalist. I don't have to be nice to you. So when Trump said this, the crowd started booing Katie. Boo. So then other hacks went online. Other hacks. And I consider Hugh Hewitt a hack. Tweeted, tough and fair, Katie Turr. Then Andrea Mitchell. Katie Turr has been doing stellar reporting since day one. Let's stop beating on the media. I'm with her. Andrea Mitchell, you're a hack. How do you say beating up on media with a straight face. You're not the media. You're part of the Clinton campaign. You're a hack. Thing with all these reporters, they, they don't get it. They don't get it because they think so highly of themselves. Like I said, it all predate back to them growing up and being losers. And being booger eaters. It all dates back to that. It all dates back to that. This election cycle, they've all been exposed. We talked about it before. There was a whole thing where you had reporters bitching and whining because Trump took credentials away and they had to wait in line. They had to wait in line in the rain, and they were upset about it. And so in turn, they complained and said, Trump is prohibiting free speech. How? They're able to go inside. They're able to write whatever story they want, and they're able to print it. How is that prohibiting free speech? The only thing Trump is prohibiting is your easy cakewalk of a life. Because you're used to going to Hillary Clinton rallies. And when Paul Mary or Podesto see you, they usher you in through the back door. 
and they have someone there to take your coat and give you a drink and give you Twinkies or whatever you need. Like I said, when I was in the business, and we had to baby a 550-pound disgusting of a human being named Ken Michaels. Because he could write good articles about you and give you good reviews. So these reporters were upset because they had to wait in the rain. They had to wait in the rain. They didn't like that. They didn't like that. So once you cross that line, it's kind of like, and I'll sum it up for you, kind of like in The Godfather, okay? And I know if I had a terrestrial radio show, I would get heat for this. But here's how you have to sum it up. In The Godfather, when they were talking about killing McCluskey, okay? When they were talking about taking out the police captain, McCluskey. And they're all sitting around the table and they said, Michael, okay, kick, kick, kill a police captain. You can't do that. You'll have everybody all over. You, you can't do that. And Michael says, well, killing a cop. The rule says you can't kill a cop. But he's, he's a dirty cop. He's a dirty cop. He takes bribes. He works for Salazzo. He makes sure that nothing happens to Salazzo. He's not a cop. He's like one of us. And we have friends in the press. And we could have the press report about how dirty McCluskey is. And after Michael goes through that, Sonny, Tom, they all agree. Yeah, it'll work. Katie Turr, is not a reporter. Andrea Mitchell is not a reporter. Steve Karnacki is not a reporter. None of them are reporters. They are Democrat hacks. They are Hillary Clinton shills. Jorge Ramos is not a reporter. He's an advocate. Once Andrea Mitchell and Katie Turr, Borger, Bash, once they cross that line from being an impartial journalist to being an extension of the Clinton campaign slash 
the Democrats, all bets are off. Now, I'm not condoning killing them. I'm not condoning that at all. I'm not condoning beating them up. But making their life uncomfortable, making their lives miserable, is completely fine. It's completely acceptable. And it's exactly what they have coming to them because they crossed that line from being a journalist to being an extension of the Clinton campaign and the arm of the Democrat Party spewing propaganda. It's the Rob Zakari Show. We are going to take a break. And the Cleveland Indians are imploding. It is extra innings, and the Cleveland Indians are imploding. Imploding. They really, really suck. Rob Zakari. We'll be right back after these words. You can listen to us 
uh, on uh, Blog Talk Radio. You can listen to us uh, on uh, iHeartRadio. You can listen to us on iTunes. You can find us on uh, Facebook, and you can get us on Twitter, the Rob Zakari Show. Go there. Go there. I promise uh, you will. All right, so let's look at some of these. Um, well, there's I mean, there's a lot of stuff. I was uh, wanting to go through these, these polls. All right, we got a lot of new polls. Um, what do they mean? That that that's my uh, uh, you know that that's my question because. In the first segment, I said, I don't know, or I, I can't believe that the media is going to go quietly. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I don't believe that media... is going to let this momentum uh, build for Trump. I I, I believe, because that's what's going on right now. Now, remember when we talked about the polls, and I've said from day one, the polls are for gazes. I've told you that. I said at the end of the day, They're either rigged to influence voter turnout and people, nation voters, and individuals like that, or, or all polls are just unbelievably wrong, and everybody will be out of a job. I've always said the polls were a lot closer than what CNN or Fox or the Washington Post or ABC. There's no way we live in a country that has tens of millions of people looking at Hillary Clinton and saying, yeah, yeah, she would be awesome president. I am so excited about her. And when you're seeing an AP poll that has Hillary up 14 points, and you're seeing an ABC News post poll, saying she's up 12, 13 points. You know they're either trying to influence low-information voters because it's rigged, or the pollsters are bad. This scientific polling is not scientific. 
when they take a poll and they tell the world that Hillary Clinton's up 13 points and 675 people sampled by landline and cell phone represents 130 million people that vote, it's not too scientific. So now what we see is an ABC News poll that has Trump beating Hillary by one. By one. I mean, just think about that for a minute. In seven days, in seven days, Trump has picked up 13 points. That doesn't make sense, does it? It doesn't make sense with scientific polling. You going to say that in 13 days, it went from 12 to 6 without the Comey revelation. And then once the Comey revelation hit, it went another. All those people that were voting for Hillary, and they knew, and they knew about the email server. They knew about the Clinton, but they just have known all the stuff about the Clintons. All that. That when Comey said, oh, we discovered some new emails on Huma Abedin's pedophile husband's computer. We're not sure what they are, but we're going to look at them. That is what turned millions and millions of people? Come on. Come on. I think it was nothing more than an excuse for the scientific pollsters to bring the polls back to where they always were, which was one to two points, tops. I don't believe, I don't believe Comey's reopening of the investigation is worth six to seven points. I don't believe it. I believe the race was always one or two. The Comey letter and the investigation has Trump up. That's what I think. I think Trump is up. I think Trump is up in all states that he has to be up in. I think he's up in all states that he needs or at least has to get one or two. I think he's up. I think he's I think. Listen. Think it this way. Why? Is Hillary Clinton, if, if the only poll that has 
Hillary Clinton beating Trump, Florida, CNN. If, if she's beating Trump, why is she spending so much time there? Why is she, her surrogate? Basically, look at the states where you see Biden. Obama, Clinton, they're in all the states that she's supposed to be up in. I think she was already almost losing or close to losing before the Comey investigation. All the polls were made to look like Hillary was going to win in a landslide because that impresses Republican vote and it energizes Democrat voters. So even though when she was up by 10 or 12 points, it was really only one or two. And when that Comey letter came out, that one or two, to her being down. And the media knows it. The polling plate, this election, if he's wrong on this election, Nate Silver is done. His, he's done. No more ad clicks for Nate Silver. People are just not going to go there. The guy that's the prediction pollster hero to the liberals is done. So now all these polling people are bringing the polls back to where they know they are. And now what's come out? Now what's come out? Trump is up. Nevada. Trump is pulling away in Ohio. They have Trump up to three, four points of Florida. And they have him striking distance in Pennsylvania. What does it all mean? The momentum going to carry Trump? Today's Wednesday. We were supposed to have the woman to come out and say Trump raped her in a confessional and called her the N-word. Remember, I predicted that last Friday. Well, today's Wednesday. Now, we almost... Had a 13-year-old girl doing a press conference with Gloria Allred's daughter. We almost, we almost had it. I was told not to talk about it. All right, we're not going to talk about it. Nah, we got to just throw it out there. But I'm not going to go into detail. 
but we almost had it. A girl who's claiming Trump did naughty things to her when she was a child. But guess what? The girl who's claiming this showed up. She mysteriously didn't show up. Go figure. So I was almost, they dumped the George Bush drunk story, I think, a day before the election. I day dropped that a day before. Tomorrow's Thursday. There's tomorrow. And rumor is never from Rick Wilson has some damaging video. Something damaging. Maybe it can drop tomorrow. I can't imagine dropping Friday because you have the weekend. And everything gets lost over the weekend. Which will leave Monday. If momentum keeps growing, and we're going to report back on this tomorrow, I will make a prediction on Friday. But let's check back in. Tomorrow night. It's Rob Zakari. We are checking out. All right? We are checking out. And in this uh, Cleveland game, it is seven to eight Cleveland. They're trying to make a comeback. It's Rob Zakari. We'll see you guys tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow. It's Rob Zakari. Don't forget, go to Spreaker. Go to the Blog Talk Radio. Uh, go to Facebook. Go to all those places. We'll see you guys tomorrow. You've been great. Thank you, and good night. <laughs>